0: Spirit Radio Podcasts
1: It's pretty frightening and sometimes something that probably many of us find hard to identify with to think that there's places in the world where schoolgirls can be abducted and then forced to live in captivity and forced to change their religion. Well, a reminder of that reality in Nigeria came recently when an audio recording of a fifteen year old girl, Leah Sharibu, emerged, confirming that she is alive but she is in captivity. And I have a bit of the clip here. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it for you. So you can hear a little bit of Leah Sherebe there and in studio to tell us a little bit more about Leah's situation we have David Turner who's the director of the Irish charity Church and Chains. Obviously David most people won't understand what Leah is saying but what you can hear clearly say her name at the start of that clip but I think one of the things that would strike most people is from hearing that clip is she's a very young girl and to imagine a 15 year old girl being kept in captivity against her will um It's truly devastating, really. Tell us a little bit about Leah and then maybe explain what she's saying in this clip.
0: Yes, Uh, Leah is a Christian schoolgirl from um, the village of Dapchi in Yobe State, which is in northeast Nigeria. And back in February, terrorists raided uh, her school. Terrorists linked to Boko Haram. I think we've heard of that group before. They took away uh, 110 schoolgirls that day. Within a few days, 104 were released. And it was then said that five had been killed in just the attack and taking the girls away. So that left one girl, which was Leah. And why was she kept? She was kept because she was a Christian. The terrorists found out the other 104 who they released, with, as I say, within a few days, were Muslim. Leah was, uh, I was going to say, asked... She was told to convert to Islam and she refused. And we know this because the Muslim school girls, I mean, they were in school together. They, they came out. They didn't see any difference. They were happy to be in school with Leah. But they came out and they told us that um, Leah had refused to convert to Islam. And so she was held. So that held, that happened back in February. So there was a big outcry at the time um, lots of international attention. Uh, Because, as you say, you know, a 15-year-old schoolgirl being held by terrorists. But just last week, uh, that audio that we've just played uh, came out. And um, there was good news and bad news. It really, obviously, the, the good news is that it has proved that she is alive. Because as well as the audio recording that was released, which is 35 seconds long, a picture was released uh, and that picture showed Leah dressed in a hijab um, on her own, sitting on a mat. And people can go and see that picture on our on our website. But in the audio recording, she basically appeals uh, for help. And um, the translation that we've got uh, says, I am Leah Sharibu, the girl that was uh, abducted in Dapchi. I'm calling on the government and the people of Goodwill to intervene to get me out of my current situation. And she goes on to plead with uh, the government of Nigeria and particularly President Buhari. And a lot of people have been saying, um, you know, why has nothing been done to try and resolve this?
1: How did the audio get out into the ether in the first place?
0: It was, I think, released uh, by the terrorist group that's holding her and many of us observing would believe that it may be part of some negotiations that may be going on behind the scenes kind of yeah. that the, the phrase that's used is proof of life uh, if people are negotiating they say well you need a- to
1: show us that this girl is alive but you can't help but wonder david i mean this happened in february now if a young schoolgirl had been abducted and was still alive in ireland england any european country really there is no way there wouldn't be every effort being made to find that young girl
0: exactly i mean that's uh, that's what you think that's what i think that's what um most people would think um unfortunately it's different in nigeria um we would remember from maybe four years ago the uh, the chibok school girls a huge campaign bring back our girls
1: yeah there was loads of social media stuff and it was a lot of virtue signaling really wasn't it where was the action
0: indeed um so you know in relation to the chibok girls about half of them were eventually freed in dribs and drabs over the past few years but you know there's over 100 girls uh who are now young women who haven't been returned to their families so there is a huge um a huge feeling of the fact that the Nigerian government doesn't care. And that uh, the fact that Leah Sharibu is a Christian living in northern Nigeria, which is mainly Muslim, um, that the government doesn't care about her. So um, so that's kind of a, a sign of maybe of, of despair. But also there's a sign of hope. Leah is alive. Do
1: you think there's a chance she'll be released?
0: I think there is. Yes, indeed. Um, obviously since the news came out her parents have been um reacting and uh, let me just read what her, what her mother said her mother said each day i wake up i think about leah and the condition she's in anytime i feel discouraged and start crying god just send someone to visit me and encourage me when i remember that christians all over the world are praying for leah it gives me strength to carry on and that's
1: what a powerful message, what especially powerful for message. people, David, when they hear stories like this and they feel like really is praying going to make a difference. And there you heard it from her mum. Exactly. It's strength that it, exactly. can, it can give that we maybe underestimate sometimes.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, Church in Chains from the very beginning uh, of our existence has always been about um, getting the news out and encouraging Christians in Ireland to pray and to keep praying and then to uh, act as we're able to seek to resolve situations like this.
1: And is that the main kind of um, message of the Church and Chains and the work that you have been doing with relation to the situation in, in Nigeria is just encouraging people to pray?
0: Yes, yes. I mean, we have been in touch with the Nigerian uh, embassy on, on, on many occasions about issues like this. And, you know, we've sent letters. I've been in uh, at meetings, I've been at uh, Oireachtas committees on these issues. So as we have opportunity, we do raise it in the public sphere as well. But behind it all, we're always looking for people uh, to pray. And as you know, I've said this many times before, we have a whole prisoner section on our website, and people can click on that if they want to find out more about Leah, the backstory. Um, go to the website, click on prisoners, find Leah Sharaboo in the list there and read her story and pray uh, that she will be rescued.
1: I wanted to talk to you about um i've been flicking through the latest church in chains newsletter and it's focusing really on india uh, tell us a little bit about the current situation in india find interesting just a photo that you have in it david of uh, an election poster in india which says i'm a patriot i'm a nationalist i'm a born hindu but it, it's not for any other election candidate it's the current prime minister does this kind of say something about the current political climate in india
0: Yes, it does. The political climate really changed four years ago when Prime Minister Modi was elected because behind him there was a huge number of uh, Hindu nationalists and uh, they campaigned to get him elected. And their ideology is very simple. It's summed up in one word, which is Hindutva. And Hindutva simply means India for Hindus only. So that means that um, since Prime Minister Modi came to power, the effect for Christians living outside big cities, living, not going to big churches, the effect has been that it's been open season on Christians. So every week we're getting reports coming in of Christian churches being attacked, of pastors being attacked and um you know it it, you know the phrase adding insult to injury that literally is happening almost every week in India because as uh, the Hindu extremists come and attack and beat up Christians they often then drag the beaten up Christian pastors to the police and try and get the police to charge the Christians with trying to convert Hindus and sadly the Indian police generally are doing little or nothing to stop this and we've been involved in a campaign uh, over the past uh, few months to try and raise this issue there's been an Oireachtas uh, committee meeting on the uh, matter and as you say um, just on Saturday week, we're bringing a speaker over from India to tell us uh, firsthand about the current situation.
1: So, that's going to be uh, as part of your conference. Tell us a little bit about Shibu Thomas, who's going to be speaking at the conference, David.
0: Yeah, Shibu Thomas is uh, the founder of an organization called Persecution Relief that was uh, set up. Uh, just in 2015 so you know you asked about the change in the political climate there's there's always been some issues for christians ministering in rural areas in india but over the past three or four years it has really escalated so shibu saw what was happening and he has founded this organization called persecution relief so that simply documents what's going on so that you know names dates places it's all documented he also has been involved in seeking uh, to give practical aid, in other words, to you know help with medical bills, help rebuilding small churches that have been uh, destroyed, uh, advocating in the political uh, sphere, looking after legal representation. So he's he's at the coalface. Yeah, extremely uh, active at the coalface. Uh, absolutely. So you know it's going to be a real privilege to have him uh, coming to speak at our conference um on saturday the 15th so that's just uh saturday week uh now and that's in the clayton hotel in liffey valley um, to continue with the commercial admission is free everybody is welcome we would love to see people coming along and um, it's a time to find out about what's happening in india shibu will be there shibu will be speaking and then a very important part of our conference uh is that we give people the opportunity to ask their questions so um, You know, come along with all your questions about India and we will put them to Shibu and get answers for you so
1: it sounds like it's going to be a very interesting conference indeed uh, for everybody and indeed there's lots of Indians living here in Ireland at the moment it was um, I was fascinated to see at the weekend Um, they did a collection in my local parish for Kerala where there's been flooding and they did a cake sale afterwards and it was all um, people from India that were running it and there were so many um, you know that were just in my local area so I'm sure it'd be of interest to many of the Indians as well living here in Ireland I've been talking to David Turner director of the Irish charity Church in Chains and as David mentioned the church and Chains annual conference is taking place at the Clayton Hotel in Liffey Valley in Dublin on Saturday, the fifteenth of September. The keynote speaker is Sheewe Thomas, the founder of Persecution Relief in India. And you can get more information on church
0: Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie